Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name's Dominic Mercurio and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Hello. Just us. It's just us, everybody. Just us. Just me, just you, and you. And you and me. Anyways, we're here to talk about the uh, new film called You Were Never Really Here, which is directed by Lynn Ramsey. Um, it's a new drama thriller about a sort of hired gun who gets kind of mixed up in this dark underbelly of uh new york and uh yeah we'll say more later when we get to it um but for now how you been i've been pretty good yeah you know just doing my thing well i mean it hasn't been that long since i've seen (laughs) you we were just uh for the hardcore fans out there, we hung out all last weekend at Sea Ranch up in Northern California. We did. It was so County. beautiful. It was lovely. We posted some pictures on. I actually downloaded all the ones you posted on Facebook I and reposted them as my own. Uh-huh. I didn't even credit you. It's fine. I know you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I here can. you are crediting <laughs> me now. You know, a, I will. I'll take I the late credit. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, yeah. For those who <laughs> saw the video, the pictures and loved them, Dominic took them. Oh, thank you very uh, much, everybody. Wow, thanks, thanks. I can hear all you screaming things in your cars right now. I just love it thank you more pictures to come from that weekend as well and mm-hmm. uh yeah it was just a very nice uh relaxing time we just literally went up just to, for the sole purpose of vacationing mm-hmm. well we we're not working well i guess yourself. dominic <laughs> did do a little bit of note taking oh but more on that later t- oh, no no we didn't okay. need it. <laughs> right. but uh, a couple of friends of ours of mine my old friends came up from la we hung out there uh did some walks and talks and what else um, Ate some delicious food by Laura Weinbach. Oh my uh, God, Chef Chef Weinbach over Chef here. Boyer Bach right over Chef there. Boyer. Um, but I but let's see. So we were there for a couple of days, and then we came back, and then ever since then, it was funny. I felt like when we were there, I kept thinking to myself, "This is it. This is the one vacation I needed before I finally start really getting back to work and doing some fucking like serious." Mm. create creative time right right and really focusing uh-huh. clear because your mind up till maybe. then i really was falling into a pit of like just watching tv and youtube and like literally mm. just getting lost in that and not being able to pull myself out of it like literally not being able to pull myself away from the fucking from the computer. screens yeah the screens and i life. would just get addicted it would be like i'd wake up <laughs> and i'd say okay I'm going to get to work today. I just need a minute to just collect my thoughts. <laughs> you know, I start making some tea and then I mm. get on the computer. And the next thing I know, I'm fucking, you know, five miles down a goddamn rabbit hole of yeah. watching like Nicki Minaj videos. And mm-hmm. the next thing I know, I'm like fucking following, well, this you know, is a common... Iggy Azalea on goddamn Instagram <laughs> and thinking, what the fuck is my life coming to? And this would I think everyone days, has that though. But this isn't just like one or two days. No, I know. I, is that like, is an extreme. I mean, but... I feel like I'm really in an extreme here and I just, I don't even know what's going on with me. But I did think, you know, when we went to Sea Ranch last week, I was like, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm ready to get back to work. Mm-hmm. So we get back home and <laughs> I feel like I, I know just like going. I'm not <laughs> I'm not there yet. Yes. <laughs> I'm still What do in you this need, pit. Laura? What do you need? I don't know. I need some self control. <laughs> Adderall, maybe? I don't know. I just feel like I hear that can do wonders actually. I feel like I might actually have ADD or something. Well, I think it's just it gets so distracting. I mean, I get like that too. I mean, I I totally will will you know, 
like after work, I'll just get home, and really the last thing I want to do is work on something that I know I should be doing. I but really at least just want to like kick at back. Work. Like yeah. I, this is my work. <laughs> my yeah, work that, is literally. Just I mean, I guess that's computer. true, but also I'm saying on weekends too. Like sometimes just on weekends, sometimes I'll yeah. just blow a whole weekend just you know playing video games or like you Which, know whatever. Fun. I feel like that's deserved, though. You know. Well, in a way. But I feel you. Basically, what I'm yeah. saying is like, I, I don't mean, feel like I deserve this. Like I watch these videos of these artists, you know, these like artists that have made it that are like all uh-huh. famous uh-huh. and they all talk about. You're just about, like making yourself jealous of them or well, something? No, I'm watching them and that's interesting to me, you know, their life stories and their uh-huh. like path to success and whatnot. And they all mm-hmm. talk about, they're like, well, I'm a workaholic, you know, like I just don't stop. Like that's my <laughs> problem is like I can't stop working. And it's like, you know, I may work so hard. But I wouldn't be where I am today if right. I didn't work. And I'm just like, you're like, I oh shit, here I am walking, watching somebody talking about working. <laughs> no, I'm just like, am I like just a failure because I don't work? Like, I, no, like I definitely cannot sit here and say I'm working hard. Like I just mm-hmm. can't be saying that right now. I there always... was a time when I could say that. Really? Oh, definitely. Like, how I, long ago was this? How long ago was, well, was the last? I would say before working last... hard uh, era. I think that before Anton asked me to marry him, <laughs> up till then I was in, in a I was in a zone and I mm-hmm. definitely was on a roll and like definitely the years preceding that like mm-hmm. I was working really hard mm-hmm. I would say like I was just nonstop doing whatever I could maybe it's this podcast music twenty four seven is this podcast hurting you no I don't think so no okay. if anything this is the one thing I'm actually doing <laughs> you know but like okay all right I mean good. and I am doing a little bit of work here and there but it's just the amount of work that I've been doing compared to the like amount of just just completely checking out into like just YouTube zone or like watching mm-hmm, shameless mm-hmm, episodes or whatever mm-hmm. is just eight seasons it's reprehensible uh-huh. and I feel ashamed I feel well, like really guilty and I feel like I am in a way like wasting my life like you know I get that one or two days is normal, but at this point, I'm starting to seriously question, like, am I wasting my life? I think you got to just switch it up somehow. Like, for me, yeah. what... Uh, I need something or someone to pull me out of this. Like, this is a cry for help, people. Oh, Laura, like, if I'm somebody here. Here's can, what, here's, like, give me something worthwhile to do, I'll do it. You know, I just feel like... Start your what's day the differently. What's the point of anything? Just start your day differently. Like, do something very consciously that will make your day a different day than it usually is like, well, like when we however you ranch, normally start like, your day yeah do don't do that tomorrow seriously right. just like try it you know it's funny because yeah like when we went to sea ranch i was like oh see now i'm not watching tv <laughs> well, well obviously yeah. they don't allow tv there by the well, way well i mean they do but no but like that it's is like a, a rule at the house well no it's pretty much just ruled by anton <laughs> it's not no but there's I think, no, no rules his of families a, they, oh, they enforce I mean, it yeah when he's like a little kid or whatever they don't enforce <laughs> it for people going to see what we don't have to get into this <laughs> anyway but like point being i just i was like well this is pulling me out of that to a degree but then uh-huh. i caught back home and it was like i don't know i just don't know maybe i'm in a point where i don't know what's worth it anymore mm. oh laura <laughs> oh man but it's cool i mean i do do a few things here and there i mean like i did finally get I, go on a walk every morning oh yeah i did go on a walk today i went on a walk yesterday like anton's been forcing me to go on, on these walks <laughs> well but it, then i just want to get back to like watching tv as no, as no, no. go on a walk alone yeah because when you're with anton you're gonna be talking with anton it's gonna be about you and anton but if you go on a walk alone it could just be about thought and it could be like for me oftentimes a lot of creative ideas come from doing something very monotonous right and i hear that and something where i'm forced to not 
do anything with like a a screen so actually primarily for me lately in the last few years it's been driving it's just like my fucking long ass commute right um i've been there um, yeah well i think i think force yourself to do something monotonous that um it it, it, that you can't look at a screen right you know Mm -hmm. oh i mean like walking i I mean walking is like walking is the easiest way to do that yeah no, and I hear that, and I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna just go on a short little walk every morning, right? Like it's even just if it's just hard a few blocks, do, it's hard to like do just it. A, just a few blocks, or do you <laughs> have a coffee shop? That's the thing. It's like I know I know about these tricks. Like I'm aware co- of them. Coffee shop I'm you aware can walk of to? them. Barely. Like I don't like want to walk that far because that's how close the nearest coffee shop is. It's like a little too far for me to want to be uh-huh, down to uh-huh. walk to. Just walk like. And if I do do it, then Anton will want to come with me. <laughs> Yeah. Which is fine, but it's like do like I a three block little radius right. thing. I'm gonna try. I mean, yeah, there's all That's these things I want to do. That's what I prescribe to you. All right, I'm gonna try it. <laughs> there was a couple days there where my friend Kara was like actually supervising me. Like mm-hmm. she was texting me like every hour, being like, "What do you have to do today? Send me a list, and then let me know when you finished everything on the list, or like <laughs> check off each thing on the list." Uh-huh. So I felt like a little bit accountable. So I actually was kind of on. Mm-hmm. You know, and this was in the middle of my like shameless, mm-hmm. you know, fucking mm-hmm. watching of shameless binge. binge. Yes. And actually that did help me for like a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you have over. like a reward for yourself for days that you um, do something that you, you know, like set up a reward system that you're strict about where there is something that you will give yourself if you if right. you are productive that day and you and you will not give it to yourself if you don't do anything that day mm-hmm. make it like an incentive for yourself in some way mm. whatever that is you know okay like reward yourself with just something you really enjoyed to do or eat or something or whatever whatever it may be watching rewatching. <laughs> <laughs> you can't reward yourself with the thing that you distract yourself with though because then watching that doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah because then uh, then you're just doing that all day for the days that you aren't like it has to be not the thing that you indulge in already i think i'm gonna get my hair dyed actually <laughs> Wait, what? Really? Mm-hmm. Wait, Not crazy, but just I think I'm going to like do something I've wanted to do to my hair for a while. <laughs> what's that? What's that? I want to get like really intensive highlights. Not intense in the sense of them being like very bright, but I want to get like very well dispersed highlights. <laughs> wow. And I kind of want to have my hair like bright, like brightened up a little bit, like not so dark. I want it to be a little bit lighter, like a lighter shade of brown huh, with even lighter shades of brown in- interspersed. Wow. So I think I'm gonna do that. Maybe that'll be my reward. It for could. Some yes, do that. <laughs> but yeah, it's treat just yourself. Like, that's what they call that. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm gonna treat via, myself via Parks and Rec. Okay. You ever watch that show? Because no. don't, because you'll get sucked in. Really? You think so? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I really enjoyed that show. Are you sucked into it? I mean, is I watched it, it all. It's done. It's done for me. I mean, that was this was years ago. I know, but is it like addicting? Well, it's not. It's just like a funny, it's just like super light and easy to watch and it's just funny and it's just like... See, I like stuff that's not that light. You know, I like oh no, I get sucked into stuff that's like heavy in a way. Yeah, well, I lo- you know I love heavy shit. You know right. I love dark shit, but like... I guess there's I something about There's something about Parks and Rec where it is just joy that it's like very comforting to watch. Is it... Because um, it's it like, just funny. It's just like so there's no cl- is it like comedy. Is, it, is there an overarching... Is there an yeah, arc to the whole theme? Yeah. To the whole... There's Series narratives or going on. Okay. Yeah, definitely you wouldn't want to just go in the middle. I mean, okay. you could like watch random episodes, but it is better if you watch it from beginning mm-hmm. to end. But I don't even know. It should be. I feel like I shouldn't have been doing this right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm about no, to feed another. No, I mean, I have been looking for a new show. There we go. Oh, I don't well. know, but th- this is the thing. It's, I've been, I've 
done basically watching Shameless. Well, maybe we can watch an episode tonight because you're on season <laughs> so eight. Maybe, and I'll maybe. watch. You know, right. I'm holding off on the last. Or maybe a Parks and Rec. Maybe yeah. We'll but out. point <laughs> being, I this we'll is why I've been so this last week since we got back from Sea Ranch, I've been watching. Well, I've just been on these YouTube rants, and I've been literally like watching hours upon hours of videos about Azalea Banks. Nikki, well, first I was on a Nicki Minaj binge. Who introduced you to Azealia Banks, uh, Laura? You did. Hey, I love but it. the thing is, is I came back to her on my own accord because I am a Nicki Minaj fan. Yes, I And know. I was like watching all these interviews with her about, and she's actually just released two new singles, which I actually think are pretty awesome. Nicki, Nicki Minaj? Yeah. Okay. It's called Barbie Tings, and then the other one's called Chun-Li, and they're both like, you know, like I'll listen. the best style of Nicki Minaj that there is. Like, they're like basically that. like more kind of like attitude heavy rap styles yeah. mm-hmm. styling which is like non-pop like kind of stuff as well and um basically those videos led me to well this interview that she did where she actually talks about azalea banks and she talks about like yeah and i saw azalea banks like she put out this video and it was dope though and she i, <laughs> I think she like said something bad about azalea banks but then followed it up with but the last thing she released was dope mm-hmm. and so then i was like oh, i didn't check this out mm-hmm. <laughs> or actually one of azalea banks's videos just popped up on the side on youtube so i clicked on that i guess i'm just like really a sucker for clickbait these days because i really <laughs> click on these fucking list do, videos like 10 oh, actors no. that destroyed oh, their no. careers in oh. one interview i never click on those i, I mean, click on all of them oh i know i've seen you click not I've seen all of them I, i've been i've bared witness to you <laughs> it's like interesting <laughs> i see you over the show oh my god but they're always so stupid that's too. right oh like a god. couple weekends ago or whenever i last spent the night here like i woke up that morning and then like you come over with the laptop and we were like gonna do something but then you're like oh wait let's watch this this could be interesting and it was like <laughs> top five like weirdest disney moments in a movie oh my God, right. i was like laura what are you doing like well, i don't want to they were so dumb because they, they were weren't so even like stupid. moments that i wasn't aware. like they weren't pointing There's... anything cool out it was all so no lame. because it's just for the click I mean. and the ones that were like about like <laughs> five like 10 act like 10 stars who ruined their careers <laughs> in one interview like they're talking about okay they're like mariah carey like she did this one interview and now her career is over and i'm like people she's a fucking multimillionaire. yeah and she's, she's not, still gonna her career's tour. not over her career's not oh, like these people's careers are not fucking over no, no. so i'm just like this is a jip <laughs> i just got ripped off well, yeah you did that's what the whole thing is Some fucking bullshit. anytime it's a list you're gonna get and jipped. like when they talk about them they're like well we don't know if their career is really over but this was a crazy incident in an interview that they had and i'm like <laughs> yeah. you fucking liars right well they just want you to click and you do and then so they win anyway you gotta not do it because you know that they'll win if you click that's how i, I, know, I know i don't click but i don't see it as a competition i see it as well hey if you can entertain me i'll take it no see for me it's almost like a, i'm taking a stand i'm like you're not gonna win this battle you know and so i don't <laughs> why click is it on a it. battle why can't it just be a fun it feels like a battle of wits you know i hear that and, and i will not subscribe i mean i do yeah but either way <laughs> the new Nicki minaj um singles are very fun and i recommend them and what else what have you been up to <laughs> well i haven't been up to a whole lot but um a friend of mine made me aware of a feat of the human body that i really just found so fascinating i felt like i could just maybe share that with you um okay so basically a friend of mine was a feat a feat of the human body yes um a a friend of mine was traveling he we were like talking about (laughs) basically like went on a cruise Mm -hmm. or whatever and on this cruise it was a very gay cruise on this cruise (laughs) Um, there were some things happening that he uh, was just seeing 
with his eyes for the very first time and he expressed this to me and so my ears are hearing this for the very first time and i must say i just had never even heard of such a thing and i just found it so fascinating that like the human body could do this uh-huh. but basically he was Someone like suck their own dick <laughs> no so basically yeah. you like get uh, they in, they encourage you to come over and take a shot off of another guy's body but oh how God. this occurs is basically you got a couple different choices here Mm-hmm. One being that you would basically like a guy would bend over uh-huh. <laughs> and you would like put your mouth basically at their ass crack. Um, and then he was saying like they just like pour liquor onto the person's back and then like slides down their back oh and then God. like into your mouth. It's like and a funnel. Sort of like a funneling. Like butt but crackers, but you're butt drinking it basically out of their ass is Ew, what you're that's doing. So you know? gross. Secondly, and this is this is the intriguing so part. Like how about a little dingleberry flavored <laughs> shot? I mean, you know, that's probably they probably like you know cleaned up, you know, or something uh, like that. They probably did a little wipe up. Anyways, okay. second though was more intriguing to me. This is really what uh, threw me for a loop here. He was also telling me that like you could take a shot out of a nine-inch uncircumcised penis. <laughs> Like, like basically, because then I was like, wait, tell me more. Okay. So then we were getting into the physics of this. And basically, he's just saying like, you know, they're just like pulling up the foreskin in such a way. That creates a over, Yeah. Over the tip of the penis. Like, it's actually creating oh a sort God. of cup Ow. that they literally pour the booze into. Doesn't that hurt their pee hole? See, this I had all these questions. I had all these questions. That isn't a question I asked, but that's actually a legitimate question too, that as well. Like dangerous. For and then I guess you just sort of like, you know, just sort of like, oh my like God. suck it up in some sort of way, you know. And they were encouraging that on a cruise. Yeah, and then he's saying the third option is to do what he did, which is to watch all this go down. <laughs> <laughs> oh but God. it was, you know, it was like a whole little festivities all around him. He was saying wow. it was just like, you know, just taking shots left and right out of uncircumcised massive really oh my god and the men whose penises were being drunken out of were just like i guess they were just chilling you know i guess they're just like hell yeah sure Uh, next up i (laughs) I guess i I can't believe this didn't hurt them hurt them well i don't think it would really hurt them i mean alcohol in your penis wouldn't hurt or anything but i I guess that would hurt if it was on your penis hole Mm, I guess it could in a way, but oh my god! I, I guess your penis hole would really have to sort of be like flapping out in a way, you know, like it'd have to really be sort of like fluttering out into the world in some way. No, know? like the because it's a fairly closed off in there. No, it's a fairly closed off space, you know. For the most, it's, it's like uh, skin's kind of just like I guess so. It you just know what I mean? Like There's not much. A little bit of alcohol gets in there, you're gonna be screaming. Yeah, I guess it could, right? but but it must not if people are doing this. Th- this is I what I mean. Not. It was just like a fascinating feat. I would never, A, think to do that, <laughs> or B, even think that would be a possibility I of mean, the human body. Did he see, like, guys taking shots out of these penises and then just going for more, like, sucking on them and, like, putting their tongues I'm in them? I'm positive that's part of it. I oh mean, I'm sure God. that it was just like, look, I didn't ask him that, but, like, I mean, if people are drinking alcohol out of a penis right like they're gonna suck it they want to get every last drop or you know so they say and they're just gonna you know and did he go, see anybody come in someone's mouth on. probably i mean yeah probably oh my God. I mean, it was like a whole like gay cruise just sort of like basically just cruise cruising you know what i mean wow. it, was like a, it was a cruising cruise you know what i mean Jeez, that's hard. <laughs> what yeah. did you think what do you think of the whole thing? i was just like i would go and do what he did and watch de- definitely would you do either of the other options Probably not. Really? Not on like a 
not on such a scale like that you know what i mean on such a scale on such a scale in the sense of like that it's just a bunch of random dudes and you're just like going over and you're just sucking some would you do it with one dude but now a one-on-one i consider it you know i consider (laughs) it like if i knew this guy and it was a sort of like a a activity of sorts you know wow but the thing is is i've just never you know I just never would think, I would never think to, that's such a creative thing, don't you think? When he When he told me this, I was like, man, you know, sometimes people really have the darndest ideas, don't they? Because, like, <laughs> I would never look at an uncircumcised penis and be like, I gotta drink alcohol out of that. <laughs> and we're like, that I gotta find be, a way. It's a cup. <laughs> it's a cup. My God, that's a cup. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what would spur someone to, like, think that? It's just so fun just to me. Just playing with the foreskin fun, and trying I things? I guess so. But like I've played with foreskin, but never have I ever. Here's what I imagine. Two guys are in a room. They're naked, lying around. <laughs> this, one is the, guy this is the origin just, story of yeah, this? Yeah, one guy is just cat. They're watching TV, like an episode of Shameless okay, or something. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And they're both naked. And uh-huh. one guy is just casually playing with the other guy's penis. Like, this is a fun little trick. You know, kind of a fun toy. To uh-huh, like. uh-huh. And he's playing with the guy's foreskin going... Look, it's a rabbit. Look, it's a turtle. Look, it's a roly-poly. And he goes, wait a minute, look. It's a it's cup. A cup. <laughs> Hold on. Then and then it's and like some... he, he actually is like, oh, my God, I just had the most fucking amazing idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he goes and runs to the kitchen, dick flapping in the air as he's running, <laughs> and grabs the like, leftover bottle of absolute Lyman or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And brings he's it like, to the living room. He's like... Can I try something? And I promise you, if it hurts too much, I'll suck it right out. <laughs> and he pours it in there and he's like, oh my God, we're going to make a fucking million off and of this. Yeah, but I bet they didn't. I bet they never got their millions. It's sort of just like and the guy, spread And he pours it into mouth. the guy's foreskin and the other guy's like, ooh, that, that kind of hurts. It tingles. I think it would just tingle. I don't know if it would hurt. It might just like tingle a little bit. I feel like it would sting. But, but it's also like know? not all boys are built the same you know what i mean like this really i feel like would only work with just such some foreskins you know like you really got to have a sort of like flappy floppy foreskin but i feel like it was more of an accident that they discovered mm-hmm. this you know i'd like mean? to think so while well, lying I mean, around naked yeah. watching episodes well as you were saying that i was also thinking like well maybe it was maybe it started as spit you know like maybe someone like spit onto an uncircumcised penis spit Maybe. Or and, maybe they were sucking it and got spit in there and they and were like, like, oh, it's, hell, it's like, holding hold in there. Oh, it's like, holding in there. Like, they were like, oh, sorry. And then like they sucked it back up <laughs> right. and they're like, wait, wait a, a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Right, a right, right. Or it could have also been cum. Like maybe they came oh, and then it, and the it cum was sort of just hanging out there. there. Like some of it was dripping down or whatever, but oh, then like some God. of it was just hanging out in a sort of pool. Oh my God. And then they were both looking at that and, and the they were like, goes, wait, wait a minute. A minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Get the alcohol. <laughs> Somebody call the cruise ship. <laughs> All right. Get down the whiskey. <laughs> call the gay cruise line. We've got an idea. Nine one one. Yeah. This is the gay cruise line. Um, we have an emergency over here. <laughs> Anyways, I just thought I'd share that fun little tidbit of uh, yeah, news with that you. that was fun. I say we uh, get to this movie. Okay. Yeah. Let's I'm very to excited it. to talk about this movie. Yeah. Um, okay. So just really quick as a recap, again, <clears throat> we're going to be discussing uh, the new film, You Were Never Really Here, which is directed, written and directed by uh, Lynn Ramsey. Lynn Ramsey uh, is one of my favorite directors, even though she has only put out two feature-length films previous to this. Her first film was Ratcatcher, which I think is great. And her second film 
is we need to talk about Kevin. Oh, that. Which, in my opinion, is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, my God. Um, I think that's, like, probably one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. What the heck? Straight up. It's so goddamn good. Oh, my God. And so I will say that I was very hyped going into this film. She she puts out films very rarely. She tends to take a long time writing uh, and, you know, whatever else she's doing, just, like, you know, getting things together. But, uh, you know... Here we are in 2018, and her latest films come out. When we, you were never really here. Um, so, how would you say the plot for, in a non-spoiler sense? Um, well, I think you summed it up earlier. It's okay. about a guy who's kind of a hired hitman, and he is. I don't know. There's a lot of like weird allusions to it being kind of surreal and mm-hmm. dreamy, but mm-hmm. also like. Mm-hmm. based in kind of this like ri- like uh um gritty like sub like i don't know underbelly <laughs> of new york not underbelly but there's like this sub world in new or, mm-hmm. well not even a sub world it's basically just like he's a hired hitman so mm-hmm. what what, mm-hmm. what do you think comes along with yeah, that what do you expect um and just like his trials um like with that lifestyle i guess mm-hmm. and it's kind of weird it's like a very I don't know. It's it's a little bit genre defying this movie, I think. I feel like a lot of her work is uh she often is is kind of doing like very impressionistic kind of stuff and playing with cinematic language and showing you things that maybe not they might not make full on sense, but there is you can gather a lot from the images that she's showing you. Yeah. And you can read into them on your own accord and I think she's giving you enough to work with there where you could really it's it's I think it's, she's it's definitely like a doing partially that with filled this movie. in coloring book where it's like she's giving you some concrete stuff, and obviously there's a there's a definite plot going on here. There's there's an there's an a plot that you're gonna follow, no problem. I mean you're gonna know what's going on in this movie just at a base level, but there are other things that you can kind of be like reading into it that mm-hmm. I think can draw more depth to some of these characters while not explicitly saying what's what happened or is happening to them. Mm-hmm. You can sort of gather things from the images that she's showing you and i think that what i love about her work is she just tells you just enough to do that you know Mm. it's not like surreal it's not like just random imagery um but it is like almost a full concrete narrative explanation for like other things that were happening to them and and she often sort of like mixes up things and she'll like overlay images from other scenes onto other scenes and yeah it's her style is is really unique actually i mean mm-hmm. anyways let's talk about this movie what uh what'd you think um i thought it was kind of cool yeah and i thought well, joaquin phoenix is an interesting character isn't he what mm-hmm. is he As he's definitely actor, like he looks like an animal of some kind <laughs> but which animal i always keep trying to put my finger on it every time i see him like I think he might be like a puma or something. Yeah. Or some kind of weird cat, but uh-huh. mixed with wolf. Well, he's like, got some really intense eyes. He has like just an intense face. Mm-hmm. And well, yet there's also something kind of like not intense about him at the same time. Like, Well, yeah, he's got a sense. There's a little like bit a of like a Jeff Bridges circa like Big Lebowski type of vibe about him. Mm-hmm. Like a very kind of hippie-esque type of mm-hmm. or like children of the hippies kind of vibe. <laughs> uh-huh. Child of the hippie. But then also kind of just like bored with life type of feeling. Which I feel like he has that character in a lot of movies that mm. I see him in, mm-hmm. um, or not, not easily excited by things mm-hmm. type of character. And what did you think his performance in this? Um, 
well, it was good. Like he's always good. You know, I always think that he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it just seems like I find him playing like similar. I mean, the characters are always kind of complex in a certain like way, mm-hmm. in a kind of a deep, below the surface type of way. But on the other hand, like on a surface level, it seems like the characters that he's playing are all kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought he was good, and I thought this movie was interesting. Um, I had no idea what it was going to be about. I hadn't even heard of it before going to see it. Just mm-hmm. Dominic told me he wanted to see this. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So we just went to it. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I guess I kind of liked it. Yeah. Kind of liked it? Yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Didn't love it? Um, No. What did you not like? Um, Nothing. Hmm. I did not like it- anything. It just didn't come together for you in some way? No, I'm not complaining. I just didn't love it is all. I liked it. Oh, okay. But w- what did you think? You love well, it. Well, Laura, <laughs> we got a fucking masterpiece over here. Oh, wow. Okay. Fucking love this movie. Oh, my God. This was like incredible to me. I was just so engaged mm. from minute one and like I love everything about this movie. Mm. I mean, this is like a very rare level for me uh, mm. as far as filmmaking goes where I just uh, was in love with it. Probably uh-huh. the last time I felt this way was Mother, I would say. Oh, really? Wow. Which was my favorite movie of last year. Mm. And watching this movie, I'm now just like, if anything is better than this this year, I would be shocked. Because, mm. I mean, this was like, to me, it was um, just poetic. And uh, mm-hmm. the use of filmmaking techniques to like tell a story... To me, this, she always, uh, and especially so with We Need to Talk About Kevin, more so than Ratcatcher, and now this as well, like her last two films, basically this and We Need to Talk About Kevin, um, but I'll just specifically talk about this film. She really just utilizes this way of storytelling that is so visual and audio oriented, and it like, it uses the medium of film uh, in such a deep way that it makes you think that this story couldn't really have been told otherwise, mm. you know? And to me, the story is told so visually that like, yes, this could be a book. And in fact, I think it is based on a book. Yeah. Um, but there are levels that you can get from this uh, and read into that make it uniquely a cinematic experience. Like it's just the definition of cinematic to me, this, this, what she's doing here. It's like, you know, it's color, it's sound, it's it's flash forwards or flashbacks, and sometimes you don't even know what you're looking at. It's like the use of movement in the frame. It's the fr- it's how someone's framed in uh, the film. It's like, you know, uh, there are moments in this film that you're not even totally sure what you're seeing, and then like later it'll make sense of to as to like what maybe that was or whatever. And again, I'm talking somewhat vaguely right now because I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but it's like an experience. It's this is filmmaking as an experience, or this is a film as an experience. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's not like a plot that you could just say and you'll get it. It's like not like you could just tell someone what this movie's about, mm-hmm. and and they'll be like, oh yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's like it's gonna be like this or whatever. So yeah, I have nothing negative to say about this movie. I fucking loved it. I uh, the music I thought was incredible. Mm. Uh, I loved her choice of songs, and the original score was awesome, which we found out at the end of the film was, was Johnny, Johnny Greenwood. Greenwood. I had no idea it was him the whole time. Um, but yeah, the music was awesome. The original score that was happening through some of these scenes. Um, mm-hmm. 
I liked, yeah, sorry. I thought the performance was great. Uh, I mean, shit, I don't even know what else to say other than, like, I just, um, there were moments in this film that I just was just so on edge and, like, really invested and Mm. uh, just, like, the emotion that she's getting from these characters and these actors and these performances, I just felt like there was so much depth there and very little dialogue, too, which I always like. I always like when a, when a film goes sometimes an extended length of time with no real dialogue, but you're just you're just getting the information visually. It's just like it's all there for you, you know? Yeah. It's like there's so much to read into here. I, I like can't wait to watch it again because I felt like now having a fuller perspective on the whole arc, mm-hmm. I would love to go back and watch it and like understand more of these little flashes and, and whatever, you know? Like I think I got most of it. Um And I have a lot of thoughts to talk about when we like get into maybe what was going on with this character. Cause again, it's, there is a main plot that's going on, but there is like some subplot stuff that is a little more vague, but I still Mm. think that there are some um, pretty clear direct uh, correlations between maybe his past and what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, yeah. Is there anything else to say in a non-spoiler sense? Oh, with the music, I, I did like the music a lot. Um, I thought it was a little distracting at times the way it was used in the movie. Like, and it was an, a very conscious decision, I think, on the part of the filmmaker to, like, use the music in a kind of juxtaposing way mm-hmm. in certain moments. But I didn't... And a lot of music, too. I mean, it is a lot if, you, if yeah. you're if you not into that. Oh, no. Well, there were moments when I felt like there was space, you know? But then oh, yeah. there was also, like, a lot of sound design and mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, but... And the music was like a lot of, there was a lot of sound design in the music too, um, which was cool. Like that it would like kind of, mm-hmm. it would go from sound design into like score, and mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. And creative uses of music. There's a couple sequences that I want to talk about later. Like the way that she's using a song is like also part of the story in a way. Right. Well, the song. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Sure. But like in terms of just the, the Johnny Greenwood stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, like. There was a moment where I was like, I don't know if I like that choice for this part, you know, but it's an interesting like decision that was clearly mm-hmm. made. And but sometimes I found it to be distracting. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like just from what was happening, like it kind of like pulled me out of just being in the dream of the, mo- of the movie. Mm-hmm. And the movie to me was very much like a dream. And mm-hmm. um, I think that the title insinuates that a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. So, I don't know. Well, I have a couple thoughts on thoughts. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we get into spoilers then? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Even before, just real quick, I just want this to be known that, like, go see this fucking film. This was not advertised very much. Um, it, it's, I think, a crime, really, that this film is not, like, getting some attention over here. It's like, shit, what the fuck? It is this crazy. Is a, this is a unique you know highly very extremely well-made film and i think that people would be talking a lot about this movie if, if it, it had gotten seen. the right amount of marketing like a24 i wish they would have picked this up because i feel like they would have helped it find its audience and she has a unique strong voice as a filmmaker yeah, like and to, i think people would be talking a lot about this movie if they even knew about it yeah. but like i had no idea this movie existed mm-hmm. Um, it came out last week. Mm-hmm. I never saw a trailer for it, and I have been seeing a lot of movies this year. Right. 
So you would think I would have seen a trailer for this. No, but. there's yeah, there has not been a single. I haven't seen a single. How did trailer. you even know about it? Well, I knew it because it's Lynn Ramsey, and I'm a huge fan oh. of hers. And I knew that this film premiered at a festival wow. uh, last year, and I've been following it ever since because yeah. I heard that it had like a very strong reaction at the festival, and mm-hmm. that it like uh, was getting a lot of buzz at that festival. And plus, I loved her previous film. We need to talk about Kevin. So I was invested. I'm like like invested in anything that she does, you know. So Mm -hmm. I follow. I just follow her as a filmmaker, and I'm always interested in what she's going to do next. That's interesting to me. It's like there are. So you like this more than we need to talk about Kevin. Oh, absolutely. I did not like we didn't need to talk about. That's so crazy because it's doing such similar things, like with filmmaking style and like. I mean, I don't even really remember. I don't remember it anymore, but I remember afterwards not liking. I feel like maybe you should revisit it because I really feel like it's such a strong film. It's like it's so fucking good that movie. Like to me, this is they're just equally good to me, which is to say that I I don't really have an opinion yet as to which I think is better because I need to like let this sit with me for a while. But like both of those films just deeply affected me, like Mm. in these really like strong emotional reaction kind of ways, Mm -hmm. and like just like getting you invested immediately and and showing you this imagery that is like so intense you know yeah um just strong it's a str- I mean, she has a strong unique voice she had like a strong some strong names attached to the movie and yet still no major marketing involved like it just sucks it sucks yeah it sucks it's like, so man. go see it everybody go support this this movie you know if, if you like independent film and you like you know, uh, dark films. It is dark, but like as long as you're along for that ride, I think you're gonna love it. Really, if you're a fan of cinema. I wonder if this will break break any kind of expectations, though, of like not having without this amount of marketing. I mean, with the amount of marketing it has, which is basically none, mm-hmm. practically none, mm-hmm. but still in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I wonder Very if it theaters. will get any kind of real recognition. Yeah, again, this It'll is like this is the kind of movie I was actually thinking that in the middle is of the there movie. There's a way for it to like break through to any like the, new ground. This is again the kind of film like that the academy having... doesn't recognize. Like the, these know, are the kinds of films that like... it will never give recognition to because it's like too dark. It's like too weird. Do you think weird, that there you know? are other like awards that will recognize it though? I don't know, and it's a shame. I'm just curious like how like or is it possible like it's out now? Like do you think it's possible for somehow I don't know, like another team to pick it up. I don't know, really know how completely how it works, but like somebody else to pick it up and re-release it. Probably I think not. the best bet it has is just like <laughs> year-end lists by like f- critics or whatever, right? Like hardcore critics, like just being like, this is one of the best films of the year. You really should. You don't. You you missed this early this year, but you should check this out. I think Raw kind of had a similar thing where Raw mm. really came and went as far as like it was a it. it it like didn't really do that good, but it got on a lot of critics like best films of the year list and it like the most overlooked film. Like I think a lot of people had a consensus that that was like a very overlooked film of the year. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know how that's even really affected it or whatever. I don't know if it actually made people go see it or not, mm-hmm. but I know I was seeing it on a lot of lists of people were like, why was no one talking about this film? Raw, it's so good, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that, maybe it has a chance of that, but this is not the kind of film that would get recognized at the Oscars. It's far too nah, dark and nah, weird and strange. So. And, you know, but anyways, let's get into spoilers because I do want to discuss the story of this film with you. So mm-hmm. if you haven't seen You Were Never Really Here, which you probably haven't, <laughs> tune out and tune in uh, after you see it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so. Yeah, so... 
so yeah, I mean, there's all these flashbacks to his. Well, actually, wait. His childhood. Yeah. Well, let's let's start there. Uh, so, what did you think? Um, I want to discuss with you, like, what what happened to him before all of this. I think what I kind of got from it was that his father was an abusive guy mm-hmm. and used the same tool that he mm-hmm. uses to kill people on his mother, mm-hmm. but didn't kill her. Maybe. Yeah, like, we don't know what happened to his well, mom. Well, because we see that... I think it's his mother hiding underneath the bed or whatever towards the end. And he's looking at her as a child. And there's like right. those feet walking by. And I think that it was the mother getting yeah. abused by the dad and mm. him seeing her. And um, then he has all those scars on his legs and arms mm, and mm-hmm. stuff. What yeah. was that from? Probably abuse, yeah. I mean, I was assuming that it was abuse from his dad. Well, yeah. I, you know, I just realized something as we were talking about this... Um. The house that his mother lives in and that I guess he lives in too. Well, at first I thought it was just kind of like a rundown, like small, shitty place, you Mm -hmm. know, like not and very like in need of uh, like renovation, but Mm -hmm. like nothing had been changed since 1970 something or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then I realized it was bigger. Like there was a whole nother part of that house, like with rugs and stuff in it. And like it was a lot more like kind of grand and spacious than i originally thought Mm -hmm. i wonder if there was a parallel between that and the mansion at the end Hmm. like like the mansion was the well-kept version of kind of the house that had aged and like basically gotten stuck in the past Hmm. like the way i saw his mother and their house was like this unchanged but decaying version of like his childhood basically right right what it once was like it was just like a dead shell of what it once mm-hmm. was but maybe at one time it was like a really beautiful place that could be where really dark things happened just like the cat the mansion at the end this beautiful place where dark things were happening mm-hmm. um there was also some flashbacks to some army stuff and i was assuming that like at some point he was in the army and then like saw someone get killed with that desert thing Mm -hmm. with the person's like foot yeah oh i didn't think wait that was an army thing i thought maybe it could have been oh my god that scared me anton just got home (laughs) (laughs) and just got home everybody um yeah i thought it was sort of alluding to the fact that he i thought i thought maybe he was like in the army or something oh i didn't get that that was he saw that 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 little kid die though which little kid? You know, like he like passed whoever that Snickers bar, and then the the kid got shot, and then like the oh, leg was right. moving around, and yeah, yeah. No, I see. I don't think that that was. I don't think that was a uh, the army. That was like another killing that he did. Oh, I think that was like I thought that it. But was this a was obviously that, haunting him. In some yeah, way. no, I think that he was being haunted by a lot of the bad things he himself had done. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. To me, this movie was like a, you know, inside the mind of a killer. Yeah. No, of definitely. a like a hitman basically yeah 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 and, and like what compels how this he's also motivate. like playing with his own death a lot like he's right he's like, like he's kind of like death. he's okay with killing these people because he would be okay with killing Dying. himself yeah, in, he, in a way oh he's but then he's not okay with killing himself and realizing he's not okay with having killed all these people maybe. right yeah well why do you say that he's not okay with killing himself well we realize that at the end when he has the chance to drown himself and then he decides not to i almost felt like his motivation was that little girl though. I feel like Maybe the introduction that. of the little girl into this, like this, this hit job or whatever gave him a reason to live through this like little girl in some way. Oh, like maybe, he's, yeah. he saw, 
he saw the fact that he could help this girl as like a sort of like a father daughter kind of moment in a way like kind it, it of, kind of it shifted his like perspective on just being a cold-blooded killer well that might be true but at the same time i think that he always was probably afraid of fully going there like killing himself because mm-hmm. we see that he was like he constantly trying to, to suffocate himself yeah, yeah. and never going through with it fully but yeah. I almost felt like that was just him playing with the idea of death. Like Exactly. He liked playing with the idea of it, but I but don't not think actually. he was, he was yeah. not actually so fearless that he could actually do it. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. And also, I mean, I guess we also realized through the girl that he's not like a totally bad guy. He just no. wants to kill bad people. No. Yeah. He... But yeah. then again, maybe he, he didn't. Want to protect o- maybe her. he didn't only kill bad people. Like maybe that scene in the desert was one of the few times he killed an innocent. Sure, something that was going on in the beginning that I that I <laughs> I was like questioning was I thought that they were playing with him like disappearing from the frame. Were you noticing that? So like, okay, remember when he was uh, towards the very beginning, and I thought this was going to come into play. I it it was actually so, it was almost so obvious to me that I thought the that by the end we would find out that he was like not really alive in some way or, or, or like, right, like be, he because, wasn't ever really here. Well, and plus the title itself. Right. I, and I was like, Oh man, I hope that's not where it's going because I'm fucking picking up on this shit like five minutes into the movie. But like, remember when he was um, drinking from the water fountain? Yeah. Uh, and oh, then yeah. the girl looks over and the water fountain's just going all by itself. Right. I was like, wait, okay. So what? He's like, not he's really like there. Dead. He's dead or something. I was like, oh man, don't tell me this like three minutes into the movie, you know? Oh, maybe as I was just saying, he seems bored, disinterested, apathetic. Like he's dead, like mentally dead, like mm-hmm. dead to the world, emotionally dead. Well, I think that's ultimately what it meant. Yeah. But at the time I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then he was also, um, one time he was like walking over a freeway overpass and uh, these cars are going by. And then just before, just before he gets to the edge of the screen, he like disappears and then the camera goes the shot goes for just like a split second longer and then it cuts away Hmm. it was like there was these moments throughout the film oh and then when he was looking at the train tracks remember when he had his head over the edge and he was like looking down the train tracks and then he like pulls his head away and then the train goes by and then it shows the shot of the train going by and then you just don't see him there anymore right and i was like there's all these things that were seemingly hinting at the fact that he really wasn't there and so like he is not there in some way mm. but then characters are interacting with him obviously he's physically doing these things with lots of people so i didn't really know what that ultimately was about but i think maybe it was it was just sort of like him in the real world or like him just in the everyday world like when he's just trying to be a citizen mm-hmm. it's like he no one notices him you know it's like he is invisible it's like maybe he just comes alive and is uh, his true who he is like when he's killing people like maybe that's how he feels like he can get an injection of life in, in him i don't know but then how do you explain the end scene when he like supposedly shoots himself in the head and no one notices but then oh i loved that that was so called, fucking he's cool. actually just asleep yeah i i think that was just sort of like a daydream like he was fantasizing about killing himself in a way but to me like, that was that like, was symbolic of probably that to me for that to be the last scene was like more mm-hmm. symbolic and kind of it meant something more than just him falling asleep like mm-hmm. having a daydream i think it was like in a way a summation of the whole movie mm-hmm. or his whole attitude in the movie you know what i mean in the whole movie it was like fantasizing about dying and 
and killing himself. Well, or, I kind of took it as like, but not, but really just being asleep, emotionally asleep. I, well, I didn't necessarily think he was and asleep. The girl woke I, him up. I thought that he just played that out in his head to the point that he like put his own head down on the floor, or I mean the uh, the table, much like how it happens in the thing. You know, like I think he's just like playing it out in his mind, and so he's like playing dead in a way on the on the table. Like, no, I, mean, I know that's what's literally happening, but I'm just saying, like, in a figurative sense, like, he's... I think it's saying that the girl kept him alive, in a way. Well, the girl woke him up. No, but I'm saying, in a grander sense, I think the girl is keeping him alive. I'm saying that, in a grander sense, she woke him up out of his apathy. Yes. Well, then, yeah, exactly, yeah. I agree with that. Like, it took her, like, she, and she's like, it's a beautiful day, or whatever. And he goes, yes, it is a beautiful day. Well, because they both, like, needed each, they both needed each other. Like, both of their parents have died. Like, Mm -hmm. it was interesting, because in the last scene, you realize, here are these two people sitting across from each other. And and everything is dead in their lives. they're polar opposites of each other. Like, she's a young, pretty girl, and he's kind of like this aging, unattractive guy. Mm -hmm. And he's a killer, and she's like this innocent, you know, victim. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet both of them have no one in their lives anymore. Like her father's dead. But the difference is that she can see the beauty in this world and he can't. But no, but like, I think that she's, she just, they help each other to see that like they both like need each other in that moment in a way. Mm -hmm. They're all each other has right now. Mm -hmm. Both their parents just died. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Both their parents just got killed, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. And they didn't know what to do next, either of them. So maybe I think they both kind of realize like that, there was that they had each other mm-hmm. oh it, by the way wait one really quick thing about yeah. that girl she herself was also in a state of apathy by the way when he when he found her right remember? she's like counting down there's this whole theme throughout she's the counting, film counting like down counting and down. she's like doesn't seem to care about the fact that he like rescued her like she seemed well, like I she could have been she was really traumatized she was traumatized it. but so was he right that's yeah. why and so they were both like they were very much like a parallel of each other mm-hmm. in a lot of ways mm-hmm there was all these moments through this film where you're never really being told what is going on. You just feel it. You just like see it. You just know it. You know, you just like, there. there's just like, it's an expression. It's, it's like all these, the, so many scenes, just the turning point in them or, or like the realization that comes from them is just like a, a feeling that you get from a character or like, whatever it may be and i just love that i I love that that's the power of cinema is like when it's beyond words it's just you know a feeling or a look or Mm -hmm. whatever an action yeah a color you know i mean i wanted to talk about the music um the use of music especially in these couple scenes i thought was so unique and cool and i hadn't really seen this before where like basically there's two times in this film that he is like definitely he's like going into a place and he's going to kill somebody. And they're kind of like these two big hit jobs basically that he's doing throughout the film. Mm-hmm. One that happens halfway when he's going to pick up the girl initially and one that happens almost towards the end of the film where he's in that mansion. And uh, the first one, I thought this sequence was so fucking rad. Like first up, we're seeing it all uh, through like the security camera footage or whatever. Um <laughs> And it like often is cutting away when he's like about to kill somebody. And so you just like, you're putting together where everyone is through all these like security cam. But one thing that I thought was so cool was the use of music in that where it's like, it's not just playing a song over this shit. 
it's like clearly the song is coming from this location because like every time it cuts you're hearing it in a different part of the song like because sometimes it's cutting a couple seconds later or a couple seconds before this other moment that you just saw so it's kind of like jumbling around and you're basically like hearing it in the song mm-hmm. when things are happening like it's almost like she's using the song to help you piece together the uh timeline the, the timeline mm-hmm. i was like this that's so that's such like a creative move i mean i I just like i loved that and on top of the fact that i thought it was a cool way to show the scene was through all the security footage or whatever Mm -hmm. obviously the it mirrors the last scene where he goes into the mansion but of course that isn't through security footage but the same song is playing Mm -hmm. and you again are hearing it like skip around a little bit depending on like what um thing you're seeing Mm -hmm. uh and also the volume of it or whatever to like get a sense of how close he is to where he needs to get or whatever Mm -hmm. like it was just with no with nothing but a song she clues you in on so much and just like moments throughout these film where it's just you can you can just look past it or whatever but really when you like break that down these ideas are brilliant to Mm. me i mean Mm -hmm. these there's just so much in there that is just like so well thought out that you just don't even really notice what as you're watching but it's Mm -hmm. like there's just so much thought put into every frame i thought i mean i just i was eating this up it was just like it's just cinema to me it's just this mm-hmm. it's like the definition of, of cinematic and um yeah i just i loved this movie i mean i'd be sh- i'd be shocked if i saw something this year that that was better than this i mean i just i was in love with it and i can't wait to see it again mm. cool that's pretty much all i have to say on it is there yeah. anything you want to say i think that's about it yeah i think <laughs> uh yeah i think we addressed all the issues i wasn't maybe that i was still trying to work out with like I don't know, just I guess regard to the plot and kind of what it was really about. But I think I got it. I think I do kind of understand the gist of it and sort of, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it was good. Awesome. Well, you were never really here. Go out and see it, everybody. I yeah. highly recommend it. Uh, this has been Totally Tell Me. We post new episodes every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you dig it, share it with a friend, subscribe, leave us a rating on iTunes. By the way, please just leave us a rating on iTunes. You know, this this sort of thing, it actually does help us get seen by new people besides yourself. And, you know, we'd really appreciate it. We, we read all your reviews, too. So, it, uh, you know, it helps us. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, intro and outro music by Lauren Anton. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode of Totally Tell Me. Yeah.